Chapter seven of the Memoirs of Chateaubriand, seventeen sixty eight to eighteen hundred, part two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicole Lee. Memoirs of Chateaubriand, seventeen sixty eight to eighteen hundred, by Francois Rene de Chateaubriand, part two, chapter seven. Paris, November eighteen twenty one. The year seventeen eighty nine journey from brittany to paris commotion of the road aspect of paris dismissal of monsieur necker versailles joy of the royal family general insurrection taking of the bastille the year seventeen eighty nine so famous in the history of france and of the human race found me still on the plains of my native brittany i could not leave the province till late in the year and did not reach paris till after the pillage of the maison reveille the opening of the states-general the constitution of the tiers etat in national assembly the oath of the jeu de paume the royal council on the twenty third of june and the junction of the clergy and nobility with the tiers etat along my road the movement among the people was great in the villages peasants stopped carriages demanded passports and interrogated travellers as i drew near the capital the agitation increased passing through versailles i saw troops quartered in the orangery trains of artillery lodged in the courts the temporary hall of the national assembly erected in the great square of the palace and deputies going and coming through crowds of curious spectators people belonging to the palace and soldiers in paris the streets were blocked up by a crowd which kept guard at the baker's doors passers-by collected into knots at the corners of streets and discoursed tradesmen came out of their shops and stood at the doors listening to and relating news agitators gathered together at the palais royal among these groups camille desmoulins was already distinguishing himself i had scarcely alighted with madame farcy and lucile at apartments in the rue de richelieu when an insurrection broke out the people rushed to the abbe to liberate some guards who had been imprisoned by order of their officers the sub-officers of an artillery regiment quartered in the invalides joined the people defection in the army had begun the court now yielding now attempting to resist a strange mixture of obstinacy and weakness bravado and fear allowed itself to be browbeaten by mirabeau who came to demand the removal of the troops yet did not consent to their removal it submitted to the affront yet did not destroy its cause in paris a report spread that an army was on its way from montmartre that dragoons were going to force the barriers on this it was proposed to tear up the paving-stones carry them up to the housetops and fling them down on the satellites of the tyrant every hand was instantly at work in the midst of this confusion m necker received orders to retire the new ministry was composed of messieurs de breteuil de la galaisiere marshal de broglio de la vauguillon de la porte and de foulon they were appointed in place of messieurs de montmorin de la luzerne de saint priest et de nivernay a poet from brittany lately arrived had begged me to go with him to versailles there are people who visit gardens and jet d'eau amidst the convulsions of empires the overthrow of thrones scribblers are especially possessed of the faculty of wrapping themselves up in their mania while the most weighty events occur around them their phrase or their verse stands instead of everything to them i took my pindar to the gallery of versailles at the hour of mass the oeil de boeuf was radiant in the security of victory the dismissal of m necker had raised the spirits of the court samson and simon perhaps mingling in the crowd looked on at the joys of the royal family the queen passed accompanied by her two children their fair silken locks seemed awaiting a crown the duchesse d'angouleme then eleven years old 
attracted all eyes by the modest dignity of her mien beautiful in her exalted rank and in her maiden innocence she seemed to say like the orange blossom in corneille's guirlande de julie j'ai la pompe de ma naissance the little dauphin walked under the protection of his sister and m du touchet followed his pupil this gentleman saw me and obligingly pointed me out to the queen she smiled and saluted me in the same gracious way as she had done on the day of my presentation i shall never forget that glance so soon to be extinguished in death when she smiled marie antoinette showed the form of her mouth so clearly that the remembrance of that smile fearful idea enabled me to recognize the jaw when the head of this unfortunate daughter of kings was discovered during the exhumations in eighteen fifteen the counter-blow to that struck at versailles was felt at paris on my return i came in contact with a crowd bearing busts of monsieur necker and of the duke of orleans covered with crape they shouted vive necker vive le duc d'orleans and one cry arose bolder and more unforeseen vive louis dissette the child whose very name would have been forgotten in the monumental inscription of his family if i had not reminded the chamber of peers of his existence had louis says abdicated louis dissette been placed on the throne and the duke of orleans been made regent what would have been the course of things in the place louis quinze prince lombes at the head of the royal german guard drove back the people into the gardens of the tuileries and wounded an old man instantly the alarm-bell rang out the armourer's shops were broken into and eighty thousand muskets taken from the invalides the people armed themselves with pikes sticks forks sabres and pistols pillaged st lazarus and burned the barriers the electors of paris took the government of the capital into their own hands and in one night sixty thousand citizens were organized armed and equipped as national guards on the fourteenth of july the bastille was taken i was present as a spectator at this attack upon a timid governor and a few invalids if the gates had been kept shut the people would never have succeeded in breaking into the fortress i saw two or three cannon shots fired not by the invalids but by french guards who had already ascended the towers delaunay dragged from his dungeon and subjected to a thousand outrages was at length murdered on the steps of the hotel de ville flessel the prévôt des marchands was shot through the head such were the sights delighted in by heartless saintly hypocrites in the midst of these murders the people abandoned themselves to orgies similar to those carried on during the troubles of rome under otho and vitellius the conquerors of the bastille heroes of the tavern rode along in hired carriages in drunken happiness low women and sans-culottes began to reign and form their escort the passers-by uncovered their heads with the respect of fear to these heroes some of whom died of fatigue in the midst of their triumph keys of the bastille were multiplied and sent to all the simpletons of importance throughout the four quarters of the world how many times i have just missed making my fortune had i though only a spectator inscribed my name that day on the roll of the conquerors i should have a pension now crowds of expert people flocked to the autopsy of the bastille temporary cafes were established under tents people crowded thither as they would to the fairs at saint-germain and longchamp numerous vehicles defiled by or stopped at the base of the towers from the summits of which stones detached from the walls fell in whirlwinds of dust well-dressed women and fashionable young men standing on different parts of the gothic ruins mingled with the half-naked workmen employed in demolishing the walls amidst the acclamations of the crowd to this rendezvous came the most famous orators the best-known men of letters the most celebrated painters the most renowned actors and actresses the danseurs most in vogue the most illustrious foreigners the court nobility and the ambassadors from all parts of europe old france had come there to die new france to begin its life 
no event however miserable and odious in itself should be treated with levity when its circumstances are serious when it forms an epoch what should have been seen in the taking of the bastille and this was not then seen was not the violent act of a people's emancipation but that emancipation itself the result of the act public admiration was given to the part of this event which deserved condemnation that which it owed to chance and no glance was cast into the future to seek the accomplished destinies of a people the change of manners ideas and political powers the renovation of the human race of which the taking of the bastille like a bloody jubilee opened the era brutal rage overthrew this edifice but beneath this rage lay the intelligence which amidst the ruins established the foundations of a new fabric but although a nation may deceive itself in its estimate of the greatness of the material fact it does not deceive itself in that of the moral fact in its eyes the bastille was the trophy of its servitude it seemed to stand at the entrance to paris opposite the sixteen pillars of montfaucon like the gibbet of its liberty in raising a state fortress the people thought to break the military yoke and tacitly bound themselves to replace the army which they were dispersing we all know what prodigies were performed when the nation became one vast army End of chapter seven